0: Welcome to the City Reach Baptist podcast. If you would like more information about the life of our church, please go to our website at cityreach.com.au or like us on Facebook. We hope you enjoy this message. How many of you have watched this movie? Come on, that's great. The Avengers Endgame is the latest superhero movie from the Marvels. Since its release in 24th of, May, uh, of April this year, it has reaped a whopping 2.73 billion American dollars. It's one of the biggest grossing movies in the history of movie making. One has to ask why. In the last five years, the top blockbusters come from this genre superhero sci-fi movies. Some people explain is that because we have so much special effects, because of the scientists. Some people say it's the marketing uh, porous, uh, powers of Disney and also Marvel that people draw all people to those movies. But I have a different thought. I think there's a profound, deep theological reasons for it. Since the fall of man from God, we are in a devastating state of our spiritual condition that we are longing a savior. We're longing something that can save us. And Marvels have capitalized on it and produced movies that resemble the big salvation story of redemption and we're flocked to it. In the last few weeks, we've been studying the Gospel of John. We know about who Jesus is. He's the Messiah. He's God, the Lamb of God. And today, we're going to go to chapter 4, where Jesus met the Samaritan woman. It's a well-known story. Many of you have heard it. And we can draw many spiritual insights from this story. But today, we're going to focus on how Jesus and only Jesus can quench our deepest spiritual needs. That's how the story goes. Jesus and his disciples were passing through Samaria. He was tired and hungry. He sat down by the well of Jacob. His disciples went into the village to get some food where he was waiting by the well. A woman went to the well to draw water which is really odd because it was the middle of the day. It was really hot. People live in Adelaide would know, would you draw water or sprinkle in the middle of the day? And also, um, the woman was shocked because Jews don't usually associate with Samaritans. They have a deep, they despise them. They don't like them at all. But Jesus caught her attention and asked for a drink. What's more, Jesus revealed to her that he knew that she had had five husbands, and the man that she's living with is not her husband. It captured her attention straight away. And Jesus then spoke, spoke on this beautiful verse, which is on the slide. Jesus said, if you drink this physical water, you will Cringe your thirst for a short time. But if you drink the water I'm going to give you, springs of living water will come from you from eternal life. Today, we're going to draw some parallels and comparison to the Marvel movies, looking at how the movie makers draw on the free needs, deep needs of human being and why people come to church and parallel of what Jesus can offer. Let's look at the first slide. Next slide. Now the Bible tells us, and also a lot of theologians tell us, the first needs that we have, we have a hole in our soul. Can you say to each other, we have a hole in our soul? It was coined by uh, Augustine, our early church father, and also Pascal. He said, we have a God-shaped vacuum in our heart. And if we try to fill it with other things, it doesn't fit and it doesn't satisfy. Many of the Western world, we filled ourselves with comfort, with toys, with the best food that. In the history of mankind, we actually are tasting one of the best food in the world. And also, the places that we live is the most comfortable places we live in the world. But still, in this country, we have the highest um, divorce rate, we have the highest suicide rate and uh, mental problem in this world. Why? Because we want to fill this hole with physical needs not knowing that there's a hole in our soul that only Jesus can fill. In the Bible, in Galatians, it said, even though we are children of God, we in, by right, we should be heirs of God. But if we feel it the wrong thing, we become a slave. Be born as a son, but live like a slave. That's the problem of mankind. So we are trapped. Next slide, please. The Bible also tells us that some of these are controlled by the evil spirit of this world, even though we don't see it. But in the developing world, we see it every day. Fiji bored, superstition, feng shui, different things that we want to get into the supernatural and control people. In this world, I've talked to gangsters before and bikies, they said, Do you know, behind the scenes of prostitution ring and drug drug, uh, rings, there are evil spirits behind all this. Back to the woman, the Samaritan woman. She was, she wanted to fill her own needs, her own passion. How many husbands did she have? Five. She tried to fill her needs with marrying the best guy, the richest guy, but it doesn't fill her needs. It doesn't, her passion for love is needed, but nobody can fill that need. Also, early on, we read that she wants to actually divert the questions and ask them, you Jews worship your way, our Samaritans will worship our way. But Jesus corrected her, saying that to worship God, we have to worship in spirit and in truth. God is a spirit. It's not a form that we sing here. It's not about hymns. It's not about pop music. Pastor John is not here. Otherwise, I'll say not even Western country music. You can worship God in different genres. Moreover, he said we have to worship God in truth. Only because you're Samaritan, you shouldn't worship like a Samaritan. Only if you are, uh, be only because you are Australian, you don't need to be an atheist. Even if you are Chinese, you don't need to be a Confucianist. Even if you are Muslim, you need to seek the truth. Because our God can be only worshipped in spirit and in truth. In a Marvel's movie, one of the greatest heroes, he has a great eye. He can shoot anywhere he wants. His name is Agent Barton or the Hawkeye, He was controlled by Loki, by the Tesseract, and even though he's one of the strongest, most intelligent shield agent, he was changed to become a villain. He killed and hurt his own agents. In the same way, if we are controlled by this evil spirit, if we are controlled by this unfulfilling filling of our soul, we can hurt the people around us. Our spouse, our children, our parents, and our friends around us. We are trapped in this. The Bible, next slide, please. The Bible also tells us that the devil is very smart. They try to blind our eyes. People think that they're doing the right thing by prosecuting Christians, but in fact, the eyes, Our eyes are actually covered like this slide and that we cannot see the glory of God. We see many things as attack on Christians today. People wholeheartedly attack Christians not knowing the truth. And also the Bible tells us that if you have the wrong emotions like anger, it can have a foothold for Satan to come into my life. Some of you will know that I'm a physiotherapist as well as a pastor. And a few weeks ago, I've shared it in the PVC, I'd like to share it with you, but there's a second part to it later on. I have a patient, he's very big, strong, he's tattooed from his neck, shoulders and legs. He was late in that instance and he came in and he was in a lot of pain because he would torn some muscles in his shoulder. Every three words that he say would have um, F-word in it. So I, I say to him, how are you today? How's it going? He, he would say, beep, 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 <laughs> terrible. <laughs> so I set him down. I'll do my best to serve as a Christian physio to serve him. And he said, oh, I'm late. Um, why do I see you on Monday again? And I said to him, oh, I'm only working here on Tuesday and Thursday. This is just my hobby job. I have a real job somewhere else trying to get him to talk about spiritual things. And he, he said, so what do you do? He was lying down here and uh, while well, I'm treating his neck and said, I'm a pastor. His head looked up and looked at me in unbelief. But he asked a strange question. He said, do you believe in ghosts? And all of a sudden, my hair stood up. I said, please God, I'm not... A I'm, this is not my gifting to cast evil spirit, but I keep asking him. We talk about it. Then he went back to the same question. He said, "What do you think about ghosts?" And I said, "Some culture believe ghosts are human spirits that didn't go to heaven, didn't go to hell, stay in here. But I, I think, according to the Bible, they're evil spirit." And I said, "What what happened to you?" And he said, "I saw ghosts." And uh, I said, what happened to you? He said, my mom is a devout Catholic. She bought some burnt sage and some holy water, pray for me, and I didn't see the ghost again. And Pastor Vincent, what do you think about holy water? And I said, ah, nah, I don't think it's the holy water to do the trick. I think someone pray in the name of Jesus and cast it out. I say, oh, okay, what should I do now? And so I was preparing this message. So actually, just this passage, I show him, Um, Do not be angry, do not let the sun set upon your anger and do not give Because it gives a foothold of the devil in your life And he looked up again with uh, his very animated guy His eyebrow rise and said, Pastor Vincent When I was so in pain and angry with the whole system I want to kill myself And that's when I saw the ghost It happened a few times and all of a sudden, Scripture just came uh, to me and I said, do you know that the Scripture said that um, the devil is prowling like a roaring lion looking for people to devour? He said, really, Pastor Vincent? And I said that, what should I do? And I said that, you need to accept Jesus in your life. I was late by that time when I'm treating patients. Uh, and I, something came to me, I said, I need to ask it. this is the right time. I asked him, he said, yes, I'm going to accept Jesus. So I teamed up with a pastor friend I know living nearby and uh, I pray for him. And next time he came back in two days. I said, how's it going? He said, Pastor Vincent, your prayer is so powerful. I said, well, what happened? He said, you pray about the case of work cover. We went to court and usually they delay it, but now they said it's urgent. They're going to set a date for my surgery. And uh, two days ago, I was so unhappy, I want to kill, my, my, kill myself. And now i got so much hope in this world. Thank you, Pastor Vincent. So I sat down with him, we we'll say the sinner's prayer one more time. Many people want to fill themselves with different things, only to find out they're trapped by Satan. There's an ad in, uh, um, uh, in the news, uh, not in the news, but uh, Cash Converters. That's someone with a cloth, with a ring or a guitar. They have a need. They went into um, cash converters and we find it. Their life is fulfilled. It is a totally ridiculous lie. People with a ring or guitar cannot fill your needs. Only Jesus can. The first deep need that people need is to fill the hole in our soul. And Jesus can, only Jesus can fill that need. Let's look at the second, the next slide. Then the woman um, said, we know that by our history and our books that Jesus, the Messiah, Christ will come and tell us all things. And for the first time in the gospel, Jesus revealed himself as the Messiah. Now, some of you may not know what the Messiah means if you haven't been to church before, but the Bible actually reveals something to us. The Messiah... Called Christ. Now, Jesus' surname is not Christ. Christ, in the original word, means anointed one. And it was prophesied many, many times in the Old Testament. There are over 300 prophecies about Jesus. A mathematician actually do some calculation. And Father, in space and time, for one person to fulfill a prophecy, it's 10 to the power of 20. So if you write 10, 20 zeros. That's the possibility of one in that to fulfill eight prophecies. For one person to fulfill 48 prophecies, it's 10 to the power of 157 times. So it means 100, 000, 0, back to the wall to to find it. For someone to fulfill 300 prophecies, it's only have to come from God. In the Avengers movie. Um, Affinity War. Dr. Strange have the time stone. He went into the future and find out out of 14,605,000 times only one possib- possibility they can defeat the enemies. And this is a prophecy that we're all waiting for. Jesus fulfilled even more difficult odds and he came. And in the Old Testament only three groups of people can be uh, anointed the first group is the prophet the second group is the priest and the third group is the king like king david has anointed jesus fulfilled all those three when people ask him what do you think jesus is they all said he's the prophet because he's proclaiming the kingdom of god so he's a prophet The high priest. The high priest's duty is to present the offering to God so that we can go back to God because of our sins. Jesus is the Lamb of God. He sacrificed Himself on the cross as the sacrificial lamb so that we can go back to God once and for all. He is our high priest. And when He was on earth, He had the authority to calm the sea And we see that he is the kingship of controlling life and death. And the Bible tells us, because he humbled himself and raised from the dead, God has put him above King of kings and the Lord of lords. He is our king. Jesus is the Messiah, and we need the Messiah. The Bible also gives us a little bit more information about what Jesus has done. Next slide, please. In Philippians, we know that Jesus Is God, but He came to earth as a slave and died for us on the cross. Now, for some of you who have uh, been to church for a long time, it's no big news. But for many people who have never uh, heard of Christianity, it is great news. It is uh, amazing news. God is so holy. How can He... Come to earth for the first place, let alone die for us on the cross, like a slave. It reminded me of the movie, again, of Tong Tony Spang, the Iron Man, he got everything that a man can ask for. He has all the money in the world, a beautiful wife, great family with a daughter, but when he was asked to go back and help them, initially he said, say, no, because I've got all that, I have to risk all this. But when he was fighting with Thanos, and he actually stole all the six stones, uh, Thanos wants to kill them all, but it was stolen by Tony Stark. He got the five, uh, six stones in his hand, and with a snap of his finger, he can wipe out all the enemies. But he looked at Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange give him one signal one this is one out of 605 times that we can win so this is the only chance that we can defeat the enemies and tony spark stand up like the trailer said deep in my heart i know that it's the right thing to do he snapped his fingers wiped up the enemies but at the same time because of the power of the stone it killed him as well that's exactly what Jesus has done for us. He knows that there's no other possibility only to sacrifice for us because of our sins, die as a sacrificial lamb, and then because of His act, we can live again with Christ. Even it great news today. Deep in our heart... We know we want to find redemption. We want to find someone that really loves us, love us so much they will sacrifice in our life. And what, what can we find in this world? Nobody loves us that much, only Jesus. But the good news is, it's not a fictitious story. It's not storytelling. It is a true story that 2,000 years ago, a man Jesus come and died for us, on the cross, on our behalf, and filled our second need of a saviour, someone that loves us. The first need is we need to fill the hole in our soul. The second need is we need someone to love us and sacrifice for us. Marvel know it, but I want you to know today that God can provide not a temporary relief of water so we can keep drinking every year Marvel movies, but we can have the everlasting water that spring out in our life. The third point. Next slide, please. Now, there was a transformational change of that Samaritan woman. She ran all the way back to the village and tell everyone that she... He told me everything I did. Will he be the Messiah? Now, you need to know that... Why does the woman draw water in the middle of the day? Because she's a total outcast. Usually people would draw water in the cool of the morning or at night because in Adelaide weather, you won't go out at 40 degrees. And also with women, it's unsafe to actually go by herself. So we knew from the clues that she's a total outcast. But now she become inclusive like Pastor Chandler did uh, share with us, he took his risk. He was a communist, he was a Hindu. Now he have changed around and want to include everyone, risking his life, risking of being laughed at by other people. The second thing is, that woman, when he's talked with Jesus, Jesus wants to talk to him about spiritual things. She tried to avoid it. Avoid it. Now she's upfront. She wants to, to sprint herself back into the village and want to tell people about, would, would this be the Messiah that we're looking for? Would this be the Messiah that we're looking for? This is my, come and talk to him. She was a selfish woman before, wanting to gratify her own passion. But now she ran all the way back. In the scripture in Galatians 4, 7, there's a transformation We're no longer slaves, but we're children of God. And if we're children of God, we're also heirs of God. And you see this picture of jumping up, which reminds me of a TV car commercial of the, which brand was it? Toyota. It's it's like this. Oh, what a feeling. Toyota. You remember that ad? I think as she was running back to the village, she was saying, "Oh, what a feeling! Messiah!" She was jumping up and down. She's so happy that she find the Messiah, which prophesized long time ago. She was totally transformed. In the Bible, the, uh, when Jesus was talking with Nicodemus, Nicodemus it's talk about when our life is filled. We we change. We are changed. And next slide, please. It tells us the Holy Spirit is like the wind. We can't see it, but we can feel it. We can hear the sound of, of that, but we can actually feel the effects of it. The woman was totally transformed. Back to my patient. He went back to me and he said, Pastor Vincent, I'm a gang member of a bikey. I wasn't a very good man. And I, I can't read like you. Can God use me? So I said, first of all, let's read what the Bible said. In 2 Corinthians 5:17, it said, if you're a new creation, the old has gone, the new has come. So it doesn't care what you've done before. But moreover, I share with her this passage about the Samaritan woman. I said that even a doubter woman, God can use her and change the whole village. He said, really, Pastor Vincent? I said, yes, let's pray about it. Next time he came back, he said, Pastor Vincent, Pastor Vincent. He said, you know, you remember the, the pastor you tee up with, he's with the Salvation Army. He said, Do you know, we have a cup of coffee, you're mentoring me. And he said, he asked me to actually to talk to someone who are drug dealers, who are Pikey members. The pastor said, they don't believe in pastors. They believe in you. So please, can you share with him? And he's so happy that God can use a sinful man like him. Make, well, all glory to God. That's great. Next slide, please. Now some of you, uh, not just go back a little bit. Some of you say, oh, it doesn't. It sounds great, isn't it? It sounds great. Good, great story, Pastor Vincent. Great story. But I've been a Christian for a long, long time. How come I don't have any change in my life? I don't have all these experiences. The Bible tells us that water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternity. So what's wrong? A relationship Expert and leadership expert, Scott Pack, wrote a book called A Role Less Travel. He said, why does modern people have so few friends, and friends they have, they do not keep? He said this is the evil in our brain, which is called um, relationship slothliness, which means lazy. People are lazy to communicate with each other. People want to use the phone and computer games. They don't want to talk to people anymore. It was concurred by the marriage counselling uh, group, which said the problem of most marriage is men and women don't talk to each anymore. Before marriage, the men say, yes, 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 anything, and you, you, the, the girl will call her midnight and say, no problem, I'll come to you straight away. Now, after marrying, the wife wants to get a glass of water outside at uh, midnight and say, I'm dying of thirst. And he was say, Oh, you die of thirst? I want to sleep. It's totally different because we're so lazy of our relationship after we got married. Brothers and sisters, Christianity is not a religion. You don't just come to this church once a week, expect to have great relationship with God. Do you? Do you expect to have one Dinner or lunch with your spouse once a week without any communication that we have a great marriage. Same as your friends. You don't talk to them for three years. Expect them to prosper. The Bible actually gives us a hint in Psalms 1. Psalms 1 tells us, is the man that do not walk in the way of the wicked. Or, and he love the law of the Lord and meditate on the word of God Day and night. He'll be like a tree firmly planted by the streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither, and whatever he does, he prospers. We need to connect with God daily. A recent study in America, looking at a hundred thousand Christians, and look at if there's any predictor that we can find out if Christians what, what does a Christian do that makes him vibrant? And they find only one factor. That factor is daily devotion on the Word of God. The key findings is, if you read your Bible, do devotion, write it down, obey it four or five or more in a week, your risk of ealing into temptations drops significantly. If you read the Bible and communicate and share the gospel, your faith will increase significantly. In the same way, people who hurt themselves or want to hurt others or feel discouraged, if they read the Word of God and interact with the Bible all the time, the risk drop significantly. That's the reason why in this church, I try to push for SOAP. S-O-A-P. You read Write down a scripture, observe what the scripture said, apply it, and also write down a prayer. If you do it every day, you risk of falling into temptation. Every problem immediately can be solved. It's not too hard to read five verses a day. Is it, brothers and sisters? That's what I put out every day, four or five times a week. Just read four or five verses a day. If you interact, it's going to change your life. Why does the Marvel movies so compelling to us? Because they have a purpose and a mission in life. As they go, they're going to defeat, kill the villains, save the girls, and uh, make everyone happy. That's the mission. It is a lie. It's a virtual thing. And when they walk, you see in the trailer, when they walk down and try to achieve the mission. They have a verse or a sentence they say, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, we need to save our family, our friends, because it's whatever it takes. We can see our brother early on. He did whatever it takes in prison to save us. Can we do something for God today? Can we do something for God today, whatever it takes? Your life will be changed. I'm going to share with you, while the, um, uh, uh, the musician comes forward, let's do a summary of what we've learned today. Next slide, please. Only Jesus can fill our deepest need. The first need is there's a hole in our soul. And only Jesus can fill that hole. We need someone to love us so much. We need a Savior. And only Jesus can fill it because He died for us on the cross. We need a purpose in life. And only with Spirit-filled life we can fill that. And God can provide for you today. Recently, I've actually come across, some of you will know this song. I just read the lyrics. It reads like this. I can show you the world, shining, shimmering, splendor. It said, I can open your eyes, take you wonder by wonder, over sideways and under, on a magic carpet ride. A whole new world, this is the name. I can show you the world, this is the the song. Do you want to listen? I can open your eyes, take you wonder by wonder, over sideways and under on the magic carpet ride, a whole new world that goes like this. This is the mission that God wants us to bring today. We have a need, God, to fill us. But in order to be, have spring of living water comes f- through us, we need to fulfill the mission. The Great Commission is, go, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them everything that I have taught you. And lo, I will be with you to the very ends of the age. Only, there's a condition, only when you fulfill this commission, that Jesus will your life. I'm going to tell just the last story. A few weeks ago, I went with Pastor Timon to New Zealand. And during the break, like great conventions that we have, we have coffee breaks. And I talked to an elderly man. And he said, how's it going? How, how's everything? How's the church going? He said, we're very busy. I said, why are you so busy? Um, he said, in our church, there was an elderly woman, about 86, 87-year-old, and uh, she, her health is not good. She had heart attack, she have stroke, she have cancer before. But she was actually represented as one of the focus group people for the government. The government said, we'll give millions of dollars to the doctors to help all the nursing home. And she put up her hand, and people say, yes, what, what do you want to uh, contribute? And she said, people are dying, doctors can do not much. Why don't you give the money to the church for chaplain and pastor to go to the nursing home? And miraculously, they listen. They give them millions of dollars for the funds for the government to have uh, pastors go in the church and share them with the gospel. But then, her body failed her. She died. Before she passed out, she prayed to God. She had double pneumonia at that time. She prayed to God, God, if you want this project to see through and want me to spearhead with this project, Retrieve me. And to the surprise of the, the ambulance people, she lived again. God has retrieved an 87-year-old woman with cancer, pneumonia, uh, everything you can, can think of, and she lived today to live out the dream of missions. Some of you will think that, oh, I'm in my 60s, 70s, 80s. God can use you. Some of you will say that, I can't do much. My patient, who is a bikey, God can use him. God can use you, can use you, can use you today and will fill every of our needs. I'm going to ask you, is anything too hard for you? Are you saying to God, whatever it takes?